Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this Monday morning? I'm fine, thank you. A beautiful day, actually, in London. You know those crisp, lovely uh, winter's day that's bright and uh, crunchy underground? Very nice, actually. Very nice. And a good weekend. How was your Mexican? I didn't do too much, but uh, ferrying the kids around to various parties, sporting events and uh, drama lessons, as far as I can remember, but it was okay. And did you not? Did you have your Mexican meal on Friday? Oh, oh yeah, we did have the Mexican meal actually on Saturday. That was nice. The fajitas were good. The uh, the uh, tequila was flowing a little bit, not as much as the old days, but I uh, managed a few margaritas on the rocks, no salt. Very pleasant. Very good, very good. Okay, well, the markets, let's reflect on last week. It was a, a tough time. Yeah, equity markets continue to drift lower. Bond yields rose last week as concerns intensify that inflation will remain elevated for longer, forcing central bankers to remain hawkish as the fight against price pressures goes on. In the US on Friday, investors wait and see if the strong run of data points would be reflected in the personal consumption expenditures report, which covers household income. Consumer spending and the FOMC's favoured inflation indicator, PCE price inflation. The answer was a resounding yes, it has to be said. PCE price index increased 0.6 cent month on month. That's the biggest rise since June. Year on year, the index was up 5.4% in January. Core reading was up 4.7%, both of which were faster than the previous month. In terms of personal spending, well, after adjusting for changes in prices, it jumped 1.1%, last advance since March 2021, following the weakness at the end of last year. The increase reflected increased demand for both goods and services. The pickup in income growth, as we said, was a little bit more muted than expected, though personal income growth still accelerated to 0.6 cents in January from 0. 3% in December, but that was below the 1% economists had been predicting. So what does that mean for markets? Well, global equities rallied aggressively, as we know, through January on expectations that inflation would rapidly decelerate, demand moderates, and the hiking cycle would be concluded in the early part of this year. It now appears price pressures are taking longer to resolve, consumer demand is holding up, the hiking cycle will stretch out into the middle of the year, all of which has sapped some of the momentum out of the equity market rally. In terms of the stock market performance last week, S&P 500 registered its worst weekly sell-off since early December. Benchmark index fell 2.7%. In Europe, the stock 600 fell 1.6% last week. In terms of bond markets, Treasury yields jumped on Friday. The policy-sensitive two-year yield rose to 4.8%. That's its highest level since 2007. Traders increased the probability of a 50 basis point hike in March, up to 41%. Opening calls on the European bourses this morning looking a little bit mixed, as we said. Got the euro stock 50 flat, FTSE 100 in London up 20 points, and the DAX over in Frankfurt down 19 points. And the earnings season is coming to an end. What have we learned, Hank? Yeah, fourth quarter earnings season in the United States is coming to a conclusion. 94% of S&P 500 companies now report their results. According to FactSet data, 68% of them have reported a positive earnings per share surprise. 66% have reported a positive revenue surprise, both of which it has to be said are below the five and ten year averages. For the fourth quarter, S&P 500 earnings look set to decline 4.8%. If 4.8% is the actual decline for the 
quarter will mark the first time the index reported a year-over-year decline in earnings since the third quarter of 2020. Five of the 11 sectors are reporting year-over-year earnings growth led by energy and industrials. Conversely, six sectors are reporting a year-on-year declines in earnings led by communication services, materials and consumer discretionary sectors. In terms of the outlook, analysts expect S&P 500 positive earnings growth to return in the second half of the year. For the calendar year 2023, they're still projecting earnings growth and revenue growth of 2.2%, which may actually look a little bit optimistic given some of the pressures that we have been seeing on margins, although we still don't expect a steep earnings recession to play out. And uh, do you expect to see a, a deal on Northern Ireland today? Well, lots of attention being focused on that, so it appears like we are moving very close to a compromise agreement when it comes to Northern Ireland Protocol. This agreement, remember, governs the trading relationships between Great Britain, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, which we know it has been a source of tension since it came into force in January 2021. Effectively, there's a border in the Irish Sea. UK Prime Minister Sunak has been holding talks, you know, with the European Union over the course of the past week or so. Uh, Ursula von der Leyen is uh, thought to be in the UK later today, so suggesting we are moving towards an end game in relation to this one and perhaps looking to broker a deal by which goods bound for Northern Ireland pass through without checks and those bound for Ireland will be subject to express checks thanks to the sharing of real-time data. Besides a very practical matter of how goods transit between the UK and Northern Ireland, more contentious issue continues to be the role of the European Court of Justice. The European Union still wants the ECJ to be the ultimate arbiter of disputes about EU law, but the idea of an arbitration panel has been floated. If agreed, this would see disputes settled jointly, and the ECJ would only be involved at the last resort. I think from an economic perspective, it's positive development, but should not be seen as any meaningful impact in terms of markets, at least in the short term. We know investors, I think, will continue to focus on the UK's growth trajectory, which, although not as bad as feared, is still very poor. The Bank of England's response, which for now still looks like more rate hikes before a pause. And the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound against dollar coming in at 119. Seen dollar strength actually over the course of the past few trading sessions. Pound against dollar 119. Euro dollar coming in at 105. Going to get one euro 13 cents for your British pound this morning. Well, enjoy the sunshine, even if it is a bit chilly, and we'll speak to you tomorrow at the same time. Absolutely. Have a good day. Hank Potts from Barclays.